Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I appreciate that you're joining us this week. So every week, as you hear my guests and I, and we share ideas and strategies, right? You feel, I hope you feel, that I am on a mission to change that word sales to something that's icky sleazy and you know all about manipulation too we should be coming from this place of love care and respect to help you hopefully shift that mindset a little bit i have a free gift for you um if you go to my website take my free communication style assessment it's really cool it gives you a high your high score you'll get a report and it'll show your natural superpowers how you show up how you're perceived kind of important. The flip side, your lowest score, you'll also get a report, which really spotlights some of your blind spots. Kind of important to know what our blind spots are so that either we can hire people to minimize those blind spots, but being aware of your blind spots becomes a critical piece of, I think, our mindset and how we shift it. So go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA, and that is my gift to you. Now, I want to start with my motivational quote, which is by Jonah Sachs. And Jonah says, good marketers see consumers as complete human beings with all the dimensions of real life people. Now, being in business for 21 years, it's become evident to me that business growth down and dirty literally come from profitable relationships. Now, for me, what a profitable relationship means is everybody in the relationship wins. And for me, I call it the win-win formula, right? I win, the client wins so that we can all, you know, rise together. Now, this win-win formula allows you to generate that consistent quality referrals from doing those deep connections or gathering or creating those deep connections you have with people in your network. Um, You got to live off the referrals, guys. That's how we build our influence. And that's how we really do build or change results, whether it's in an organization, career, or in your business. Well, today, my guest is Jennifer Tamborski. Now, Jen um, and I are going to discuss how client relationships and getting clients is similar to real life, like the real life dating game, where you learn how to identify your ideal client, how to attract them, approach them, spot deal breakers, and nurture the relationship. Now, Jen is a digital marketing strategist and CEO for digital marketing experts. Um, Jen delivers high energy keynote presentations that break down marketing into an understandable process designed to help the audience remove marketing overwhelm and grow their business. Now, Jen has created a team of experts that work with six and seven figure coaches, consultants, and online course creators. She and her team are passionate about helping their clients grow their business, increase their revenue, and scale their impact. Amen, baby. Jen, thank, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. Totally. And I love, you know, for me, it's about, you know, I talk about my kids, right? And hockey. So changing the sales game. And I yep. use a lot of hockey references because people understand sports. Everybody understands the dating game. Even if you've been married like me for 30 years, <laughs> I reflect back and I remember what it was like, right? You don't have exactly. a drink. You don't go on the first date, have a drink and say, will you marry me? Right. It, if you do, a- people find that really creepy. Creepy. <laughs> Although I'll make you laugh. I did tell my husband on our second date, he should marry me, but that's another whole story. <laughs> another story for another day, guys. Well, here's the reality, whether that's in real life or in marketing, it does happen. You come across that person that you just connect with and you're like, I'm ready to buy. Yes. 
and we're married 30 years. So he knew, he knew I was right 30 years ago. He knows I'm still right today. Just, it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. My first Um, question, Jen, how do I build a marketing strategy that actually converts? Because this, you know, everybody helps you convert and they all have the secret sauce. What's your, your take on it? Building on the relationship. It's very similar to what you said at the beginning of the show. It's all about the relationship. It's all about delivering and developing a relationship with your audience. And so really focusing on the primary thing, if you take nothing else away from anything I say, you have to know who your ideal client is. You have to know everything about them from a lot of people will say, I work with women or I work with men or I work with entrepreneurs. You have to get granular down to the little bitty pieces of what is it that they're really struggling with so that you can craft messaging that they can hear. Um, Even to the point of knowing how they process information. Are they audio? Do they listen to podcasts? If they listen to podcasts, be on podcasts. Um, Are they video? If they're video followers, head to YouTube. You know, do they read, write? And if you're really good, do all of them so you can track everybody's processing style. Exactly. Exactly. Because everybody is different, right? And and I know myself, I like to hear something, but I like to look at something tangible. So I like to listen and then take notes. Like I'm the one, you know, I'm killing trees. I know so all of my programs, I have fillable documents. So some of my people love that. Some of the people print it and they're like, can I print it? I'm like, listen, if you want to print, you're like me, I have to physically take notes with my hands, then yes, print it out. So, but, but there's a lot of my younger um, people who come through my, my programs, right? And they like filling in the documents. Yeah. They don't even own printers. So, it, and here's the thing. It's right, Jen. It's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's not. It's how it, everybody relates and processes. Right. And I mean, I'm similar to, to those in that my printer's been out of ink now for, I think, three months. Um, because I don't print anything. I do everything online. I even have those rocket books where you can take notes, send them up, and then it's, you know, in the cloud. So yeah, they, it, everybody has their own way of connecting and being aware of that is step one in a really good marketing strategy. Yeah. And it's funny. And you network, I network, and I get in these networking events on zoom. It's starting to open up a little bit, but let's say predominantly on zoom still. Right. And they, people get on and it makes me crazy, right? Because I help people create value statements so that you can let people know super clearly what you do, who you serve and how you do it. Hey, is this even worth having a 15 minute chat, right? That's like the first piece of the puzzle, yeah. right? So I giggle because we get in these networking events and they all do 20 different things. <laughs> I sit there because I know sales. I stay in my lane and I'm still learning sales, right? So that, mm-hmm. that's my world. And I listen to these people, I think, well, either they're smarter than me because I'm, I only know sales, right? Sales, service, and coaching. And then they do 50 things. So again, I get off and I think, well, I'm not going to connect with them because I'm not really sure what they do. And I don't know that they'd be a right guest for my podcast. I don't know that my people would be the right people for them, for me to potentially refer and use them as a resource. I don't know what they do. So that clarity becomes, I think, super important, not only to connect with your ideal client and make sales, but from a networking standpoint, to be clear on what you ask for, right? 
It's very, very important when it comes to marketing. So I, I have my clients follow the one thing rule, right? You know, I, I'm sure you've read the book by Keller, The One Thing, which is basically around having one funnel that leads to one offer and just sell that. Now, when you get to the offer stage, you can definitely customize it, but it still has one thing that you do, whether that's marketing or that's sales or that's weight loss or whatever it is that your industry revolves around. That's the thing you do best. doesn't mean that the package you sell has to be just one package. That's right. It's just the one thing that you do better than anyone else. That's what you focus on. And that really helps people to scale for a lot of reasons, mainly because if you have one funnel that's following through to that one thing, you are better able to see where people are dropping off, what is connecting with them, what is not connecting with them. And knowing that helps you to make a better, a better message, a better. So are people coming into your funnel and they get to email three of your funnel and then they stop opening your emails? Well, you know, email three might be a problem or maybe it was email two. But whatever it is, there was a problem there. You can fix it. I see a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs doing everything. They have six different ways that people connect with them. They, you know, they, and it causes people, and they try to sell everything, right? Everything under the sun. Yes, I can help you with that, no matter what it is. And the problem with that is you don't know what's working. It's once what's not because you have too many things going now. Once you get to that million dollar mark, feel free, have fun. But until you get to that million dollar mark, be incredibly focused. So here, such a, okay. You know that marketing and sales, you and I have had this conversation, two very different things. We did your podcast, two different things. Okay. Right. So marketing, I'm still learning. I'm trying, I'm still trying to understand all of the components so that my stuff I'm intelligent about, and I could hire the right people. And I could work through, like you just said, where the glitches are on the email marketing, whatever it might be. I have heard in the past two years, since I shifted from everything live to doing much more digitally, right? Connecting digitally, um, that you should have multiple lead magnets. So I will- Please comment on that. Yeah. So it depends on what you're doing. So I do have multiple lead magnets depending on where I'm at. So if I'm networking, I have a lead magnet that I give out for networking. I have a lead magnet that I give out for digital. I have a lead. So I do have multiple lead magnets. However, I also know that all of my networking people go through this lead magnet and I can see how that works versus having, if you're, if you've got, let's just say ads, you're running Facebook ads. If you've got Facebook ads running to six different lead magnets, it's really hard. First of all, you're spending money like crazy on all of these things and not really focusing on what's working. And it's really hard to figure out what's going to work the best. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Cause usually when I speak and on the show, the onset of the show, I share my CSA, people love it. It it converts well. Um, It creates dialogue. People send me the email after saying, Oh my God, I'm a heartfelt advocate. You were right. You know, if I meet them in a networking thing, I'm like, I think you're heartfelt. So it it just creates a dialogue. It's comfortable. Right. So now they understand because I spoke and I shared what each of the styles Mm -hmm. means. Right. They think they know what they are. Then they take it. And then there's this validation and then it just continues the conversation. So it's a good converter for me. When I say converter, I'm, I'm good at building relationships from that. And, 
Yes. And it doesn't always translate to business, but they could become power partners to me, referral partners. They could just maybe be a great guest for my podcast where they have such awesome content, right? So it's not always about making a sale. It's about developing the relationship and marketing helps with that. That's the whole point of marketing. It is. It's to develop that relationship. So when you get on a sales call, the sales become easy. Marketing informs your sales. It informs your audience of who you are, what you do, who you serve, and why you're better than everyone else. So when they get to the sales call, the sales call doesn't have to be an explanation call. You don't have to sell them, right? You're not selling. You're you're having a conversation of finding out what's best for them and moving them through that. That's right. And if, if, I, if I am a good solution or not, or someone in my network can help them better, right? It's all about that level of service. And I think yeah. people, they talk the talk, but they're not walking the walk, right? I have been in business 21 years. I've been in sales 40 years. The only reason why I've survived is because I walk the walk. I stay in my mm-hmm. lane and it's always about the relationship and I will never harm anyone that comes in my orbit. I'm all about support, right? It starts with that and the, the results comes, right? I, I want to go back. I want to Take a little step back. So tell us what you mean when you say you should date your ideal client. I, I'm, I'm loving this because I do. I agree, I can see it. I yeah. want you to explain it. Yeah, I love the concept because I think people make marketing sound really hard and it's not. It's about building a relationship, right? So what I call the dating game, we have five steps. So step one is introduction. And this for us is more than just introducing yourself to someone like in the dating world, you're going out into a bar, you see some cute guy, you go and introduce yourself or cute gal or cute gal or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) So, So you see someone you're attracted to, you head over there and you have a conversation. However, you already know going out who you're interested in right? You have an idea in your head of who you're attracted to, whether it's physical or their job or whatever. So when you start that conversation, you know, immediately this guy's unemployed, I'm out. Um, So those are like, those are important things to know when it comes to marketing. It's the same way. So the introduction phase is more than just introducing yourself to your clients. It's knowing them and who they are really, really well. So that you, if you get on a sales call with them, you're like, you're not a good foot for me, or maybe your marketing process will weed them out either way. So then we go from introduction to what I call flirting. And this is all about creating content and value driven. It's just like in dating, like you spend time texting each other and getting to know each other and who you are. Um, And really that's an incredibly important part that I think people neglect maybe in the real world as well as in marketing. (laughs) Not sure. I haven't I dated. I think in- so. Yes, I think <laughs> I you're on to something there. But I haven't yes. dated in quite a while. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's a really big part of it. So really getting to know that they can get to know you, right? So it's about awareness and giving them the content and really getting some interaction with them. Then we move on to dating, and for me, this is when they give you their email address, right? And you have that whole email sequence in the dating world. It's just that you guys start going out on dates, having coffee, having dinner, all of that kind of stuff. It's still a getting to know you phase. And it can, it's a little more commitment centered. Usually when someone dates, if they get into a relationship with them, they're hoping that it goes the the distance. Right. And so in marketing, it's the same way that dating sequence phase is 
a purpose. There's a purpose at the end, which comes to the commitment phase in the real world. It's whatever commitment means to you in digital marketing. It's when they buy something, (laughs) whatever your thing is, when they step into that. So that's, that's the four primary phases that people kind of know about and kind of do. Phase five is where a lot, a lot of people fall down, which is what I call keeping the romance alive. Yep. And that's all about what happens after the sale, because there's a couple of things that can happen. You can provide them amazing service um, and they love you and they refer everyone they know to you. You can provide them so-so service and they like you and they got benefits and they, you know, whatever. You can provide them sucky service and they don't go anywhere, right? Like that doesn't form that real relationship. Same thing goes in relationships and marriage, by the way. Like that's an important phase of your relationship. The other part of that though, that people forget is an ascension letter, right? Because what happens after they buy from you? Most people buy from you because let's say you want to lose weight, but there's things after losing weight that you can help them with. Like what happens next in that mindset? What is, what is the next thing in your business that your clients need that you can provide? And that helps get them from maybe that lower cost offer of maybe a thousand, two thousand $2,000 all the way up to those 20,000, 30,000, $40,000 programs. Yeah. So I want to comment on a couple of things. So the introduction, I, I was giggling because I remember, um, I, you know, dating through my twenties working, I was going for my MBA at night. I worked, I worked all the time, right? It just, you know, who had time. And then I would go on these dates and they were like epic fails. And they'd be like, I'll call you. And I'm thinking, were you on the same date as me? This did not go well. Okay. So you have that introduction, but it was funny because I had made the decision of, you know what, look, I just, I got to forge ahead solo because this whole dating and men. And I I just, I can't, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the energy and they're just too much work. Like that's where I was coming from. So I sat down at one point and I said, the only way, and I wrote a list and this is why I'm I'm, that intention, right? I wrote a list of all of my non-negotiables, meaning, you know, if they were lazy or they, you know, were on drugs or something like that, like that just, they weren't the person for me, right? They were non-negotiables. And then there were the things that I was looking for, right? And, you know, sense of humor, family oriented values, all those things. And I forgot about it. Met my husband again, second date. I told him you should marry me. Right. So I fast forward things, but that's how I roll. Right. But here's the thing. We're married 30 years after we were married, we were cleaning up and packing to move. And I found that sheet. And, and this is, this is what I think we talk about when we say that introduction and who your ideal client is. I was crystal clear on what I wanted and what I didn't want. Right. That's the same thing we do in marketing. Right. It should be. I think people skip it, or I think people don't understand what does that mean, my ideal client? I did the pros and the cons, right? Who are the people I want? Now, in this case, who are the people I want to work with? Who seems to resonate where I serve them and we, we exponentially get great results on the back end? What do they look like, right? That's how we create that non-negotiable list of and and write that list of these are the things I really want in my client. The other thing I wanted to um, talk about was keeping the romance alive. And 
it's funny, my, my initially when I started my business 21 years ago, Jen, everything was, was live. Right. And I remember I had one, my signature class, right. That I have digitized now, but my signature class was the only thing I offered because I went in and I taught them about my seven steps and we worked on the sub skills and that was it. But what happened is the, the training was, was really good that people went back to their positions, right. Whatever their role was, and they started getting results. So the executives would come back and say, wow, that was really good. Can you coach our managers now so we could continue to move the needle after the training? Absolutely, right? So you, you do that piece. Then they came to me and they said, you know, we think people are really struggling with the feeling comfortable with the questions. Can you do a workshop on that? Can you do a workshop on presentation skills? Well, now the, my what I'm trying to say here, Jen, is I have 20 different programs yeah. that are ready to go that if if my, my business owners now, not my corporate clients, because I have, that's, you know, one revenue stream for me, but my business clients, the, the small business owner, depending on, do they need help with presentations? Well, I already got it created. Now we pull it in and maybe we do a one-on-one session in reference to that. So you have to have things developed, but people have to need them before you offer them. And that's where I think, yeah, go ahead. That's, I mean, that's a very good point because there's, I have a client um, who we've, we've taken him to a million dollars. So he, he's closing out his Every month right now, Bravo. he's at a hundred thousand a month where Bravo. we're closing out. Um, and one of the ways we've done that is looking at, okay, this was your core offer, but your people, once they get through this need more things, there That's are right. other things that they need. That's and so right. we've been developing those other things by talking to his clients, right? Like his, his people and going, okay, what do you need? Yes, I can provide that. I know what to do here. And so those are the things that I think people often forget is that if you talk to your audience, if you talk to your clients, you can find out what else they need. And if you're capable of providing that, why wouldn't you? This is, this is so important. And again, I just, I want to share another experience, right? Because this whole digital thing is new to me, this marketing thing, it's very new to me. So everything you're saying makes, make, just makes so much sense. When I started networking, when COVID hit, right, small business owners said to me, oh, can you help me with my sales? I think I'm leaving money on the table or I, I think I'm not good at presenting or I don't know that I'm asking the right questions, right? Whatever it was. Of course, of course. So it found me. Never thought that I was going to create this whole nother revenue stream. So that was point number one. Point number two um, as I started working with these business owners, right, they'd come through my nine-week class digitally, right, coach, 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 all the way along. And then at the end, they would say to me, can we hire, can I hire you in one-on-one? I want to work on this, this, and this, and this. And like, oh my, of course, yes. So we figured out, right, what the pricing would be for that and all that. And here's the third point I want to make. I did not at the end say, well, this is what you get if you hire me for one-on-one. I would, whatever they needed, I did. And this was the coolest piece of the puzzle because I have been in business for so long. I got business chops. All I mean by that is 
I know business. I see revenue. I see where people like you need to create another. Now I know lead magnet, right? But you keep your people are asking for whatever, whatever it is. Why aren't you creating that content? Let's start testing it and see. So I see business. So I tease now when I, when I uh, speak in network, I say, you really get a two for one sales is my world. And that's where I grew up. And yes, I can make you make tens, hundreds of thousands more than what you're doing. Not working any harder, working smarter, right? That's right. one. But now the second piece of it is I ha- I'm a I'm business strategist because I've been in business 20 years. And how many times have I reiterated? So you start, that's a skill I picked up over the past 20 years. But again, I don't, it's part of, if you get me one-on-one or part of my program, it's part of who I am. You get the two for one. I can't, it's not like I can separate that, Jen. That's what we're talking about. What's yeah. the next thing your client needs? And sometimes at the end of the nine week, they're like, okay, I got the sales thing. I need to work on it and practice. You'll help me with that. But now can you help me develop the business so that I can grow exponentially to those seven figures, yep. right? That found me never realizing that there was a need there. So you have to listen to your people as well. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of relationship development, right? So keeping the romance alive portion of it is the asking and the listening. Yeah. Beyond just the asking, because here's the, here's the thing, my friends, sometimes you ask questions and you do not get answers that you like. That doesn't mean that the answers are wrong. It means that maybe there is something wrong with your program or there is something that you can tweak and make better. Absolutely. Listening, really listening to what they have to say and seeing whether or not, now we've all had those clients that you're like, no matter what I give you, you're still going to (sighs) complain. However, those aren't the majority. The majority of them, if they're telling you there's something wrong, it's because there is something wrong. And it's, it's your job to listen to them and see what you can do to make it better. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I'm giggling as you were saying that. Humans, our attention span is six seconds. A goldfish is seven seconds. So what we say listening, it, and, and oftentimes, I think if we don't hear what we want or we expect, we go, oh, they're wrong. <laughs> We just poo-poo it and throw it out. Meanwhile, that could have been such relevant feedback that tweaking one little piece of the puzzle could make all the difference on the back end, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just fun. Yeah, be careful. Be careful what you wish for because sometimes you think you want something and then you really get what you really need and that we're not always ready to hear that or see that, right? So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and the other thing you said that I think is important too, Jen, is marketing is about reiteration. When you select the email sequence, maybe it's the third email that no, no open rates, right? No clicks. Yep. But now we can clearly, right? Because it's a process. We yep. can clearly dig in and say, well, what's different with three? Why are they falling off? But they're back on the on number four, or I lost them at three and that was it. What was I not compelling with the first two emails? Right. There's so many vantage points that yep. we have to look for things, right? That is absolutely accurate. And there's so much data available when it comes to your marketing that I think people ignore beyond yeah. Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or Google ads or any of that. that, that gives you really good data, but also looking at your email sequence, what are the open rates on there? And more importantly, especially since iOS 15 update, which is a really long story, but Apple updated their products, which caused issues with 
email management and email data. So your open know. rates, I know, right? <laughs> but your so oh. your open rates may have changed and you were like, because depending on the platform, they may have gone up, they may have gone down. Depends on how they're tracking them, but that may have changed. It's the click-through rates. What are they doing in there? Are they are they connecting with your call to action? And if you have really high open rates, but nobody is clicking on anything in your email, there's a problem with the email because they're not following that call to action, whatever it is. Yeah. I, so I just funny. I had a meeting um, every Friday. I have a meeting with my my VA, my partner in crime. I call her. And today we looked at the analytics of my CSA, that email sequence, you know, how is it doing? Is it because for me, it's always are people finding it valuable? I don't want it to get stale, right? I want to continue to add value and and grow those relationships, even if they're digitally. And the the open rate was uh, like 48 to 52 percent. And the click rate, when we really looked at it, they're between 25 and 30 percent click rate, which is really good. That is awesome. So it's, yeah. I, I again, I, I reached out to a friend and I'm like, oh, this good. <laughs> remember, I'm sales, I'm not marketing. And that's what she said. And I said, so that made me excited because, yes, you know, we have to measure things, but it made me excited because people are finding value yes. and they're actually using it. It's a tangible tool. And then they're jumping into my community and my orbit and following me and coming to workshops. So it's building this wonderful kind of ecosystem, but it started with that. So we have to look at the numbers. Numbers are a measurement, right? Behaviors drive the numbers, but the numbers are the measurement. So I love what you're saying that, you know, look at that sequencing, see where the breakdown is. And if there is a breakdown so that you could go in and then tweak that. It's like, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? So that's, yeah, that's what you're talking about here. One of the parts of our, in our business anyway, with the introduction phase is developing what those metrics should be. Because sometimes business owners don't know, like they may never have done marketing before. So they have no idea what they're, what they should be hitting. So when we do that, we start with industry averages, right? Like, so when I say your click-through rate is fantastic, it really is. An average click-through rate is about three to 5%. So Above that is fantastic. Uh, Yeah, average (laughs) open rate is only about 20%. Now, with the new iOS update, that that open rate is really variable, but that's what it was before that. Okay. Average open rate is about 20%. So anything above that, again, you're doing a fantastic job. So really understanding that as part of the, the introduction phase is kind of determining, okay, what are our goals? for this campaign, for this marketing efforts, like what numbers do we want to hit so that at the end we can look back and go that was successful or that wasn't successful because that is really what the whole point of all of this. It's, it's the same with your sales numbers, right? Like you're, you're, you're talking to 15 people and you get one to close. Well, you know what your close rate is then. That's right. It's It's the the same same thing. thing. Yeah. It's funny because, um, my, my coach that I hired during COVID and, um, he's very big on using the analytics. And so it, it, and, but it's funny because every time I say, Hey, I think I'm going to do right. He'll say, what's your objective? What's the objective with, is it play into the rest of your model? Is it what you want to do? And sometimes it's like, yes. Oh my gosh. These are good questions. Yes, 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 yes. Or, Oh no, 
no, it's not yep. worth it. You're right. Yep. Thanks for it. But, but I don't know that, right. We all have blind spots. So that's why, right. I have a coach. That's why you have a coach, right. Have, that's why yep. you coach people because we all have those blind spots, but um, yeah, the, the numbers are important. The other thing I wanted to say um, about being mindful and you said, in the first meeting, I, I think you said the introduction, when you, you set that up, you talk about like, what, what's the end result in sales. It's the same thing. Well, for me, anyway, when I meet with a client, you know, where you are or where your employees are, right. If it's a team that I'm, I'm coaching and working with, and you know what your end result is, whether it's more revenue, whether it's um, growing your network, whatever. Right. But you're here and you want to get there. You want to go from point A to point B. I'm the gap. Right. I'm the bridge right. that that brings those together. It's the same thing with marketing. What's your end objective? Where are you now? What are you doing currently with your marketing? And then again, you're that little bridge to go mm-hmm. from point A to point B. But the clarity of the objective is always at the heart of everything you create and everything Absolutely. I create, right? And that that question that your coach asks asks you really applies to the introduction phase with especially your lead magnet. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, your lead magnet is the most important thing in your business. Beyond anything, everything else can be built later. Your lead magnet is most important because it's the first introduction to you. Yeah. So asking that question of what's the purpose of this lead magnet? I I ask my clients all the time of what does your ideal client need to see, hear, do, feel in order to be ready to work for it with you? Because they're not always, right? So that lead magnet needs to either get them ready to work with you or weed them out. Either way is great. It gives you that information. So asking that question up front is what's the purpose of this? Like, what are we trying to accomplish with this lead magnet? What does our clients need to be able to accomplish with this lead magnet is incredibly important. Yeah, such clarity. And and again, here's the thing, Jen, for me, what I've learned since, you know, COVID hit, because again, I did everything live. Now it's, I'm doing this hybrid, right? I still do my live stuff, but I have this, um, you know, digital platform that I'm, I'm functioning through and from as well. I don't know what I don't know. So you and marketing was it's it's a far it was a foreign language to me. Here's the thing: there's a lot of um, uh, the same skill going yes, back, and forth, back and forth, but the marketing objective of the copy and and email and there's certain strategies within the email and you know what is your subject line what's it's supposed to do that is not my zone of genius at all i need it to be able to have the conversations with the client right and really be able to deliver what they need but you need that marketing piece so you have to reach out and ask and here's my last piece of advice as it relates to marketing you know jen i'm going to give her information i like her approach and i like how she explains the dating piece Because for me, since I'm not an expert in marketing and anybody that hires you is not an expert in marketing, that you, you, you bring it down into layman's terms that say, oh, I, okay, okay, I get it. Right. Like I said, your introduction, I wrote the list. It was, wasn't my ideal client. It would have been what was my ideal partner. Right. And as soon as we get that clarity, now it's like, oh, I understand what you mean now. Okay. Okay. And then we can dig and talk and you can ask a million questions so we can zero in on that ideal client. So everybody, I think you need more Jen in your life. I love um, Jen. We did her show and and just we're, we're becoming fast friends, but go to her email. If you have a specific question, um, Jennifer at virtual marketing expert 
com. And if you want to go to the website, which again, this will all be in the show notes, it's virtualmarketingexpert.com. And I'll have those links for you. Um, Jen, thank you so much. This, I enjoyed this because I love learning about marketing. I never want to do it for a living, <laughs> but I love learning and understanding because it helps me when I'm with my clients to say, oh, you're lead magnet, you're missing it. You need to go talk to Jen, she can help you with that. I can't, but she can, but I know you need a lead magnet for that, right? So I know enough to see where they're missing, right? The business strategy, but I don't know how to execute. The more clarity we have, the more we can refer to our partners, the more our partners can refer to us, the more easily it is for our ideal client to find us. For me, Jen, in sale, it's all about that clarity of um, that connection. The clearer we are with each other, things move rapid fire and we can really make a difference on the back end of changing their career or helping them uh, catapult their business, go from six to seven figures or from five to six figures, whatever it might be. Clarity. It's all about that clarity and you need the right people in your orbit and on your team to be able to create that clarity. I mean, that's really the long and short. We cannot do it alone anymore. The world has changed. It has. It has. And I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. I thank you so much for sharing. And again, um, uh, yeah, always fun. Uh, (laughs) Jennifer at virtualmarketingexpert.com or go to our website, virtualmarketingexpert.com. And I will put that in the show notes. Jen, thanks again for taking time out um, to talk to my peeps and um, just share very thought provoking ideas about marketing. So thank you so much for that. Thanks. I had fun. Yeah, me too. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover no matter where you are on your journey of business or your professional life, whatever it is. I really hope my guests and I provided a tip like today's uh, Jen's tips, right? That idea of marketing with the dating scene, right? And building those relationships um, makes sense. So again, I hope you learned something valuable today. For me, information is, is so cool. If you do nothing with that information, not so cool. So please take that information, start to dig in, look at your numbers, call Jen and ask for help uh, to evaluate where you are, whatever it is for you. Take some action. When we take action, that's where the results come in. And that's where the magic really does happen and where I think life becomes super fun. So again, uh, check out Jen, start to do something differently in your business, in your career. And I hope Jen and I provided some clues uh, for you today. Uh, Thank you for tuning into uh, Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. I wish you an inspired week and I'm honored to have you on this journey of changing your sales game with me. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great one. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.